Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Cup of Three. My name is Ashley. I am joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Mabel, and fiancé and co-host, Agu. Hello, guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. So if this is your first time joining us, we are a podcast covering reality shows on love and relationships. This season, we are covering Married at First Sight, season 13. Today, we'll be talking about episodes 10 and 11, Locked Out and Caution, Feelings Approaching. <laughs> I really want to be on the team of people who titles these episodes because <laughs> they get <laughs> cornier fun. and cornier as time goes on. And I feel like that's really my sweet spot when it comes to comedy. So <laughs> uh, Married at First Sight, if you're hiring, uh, <laughs> slide into those DMs. I'm here. Oh, I want to be okay. If, if I would like to be the person who has to um, convince them to go back to the relationship. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, where you have to come in and be like, no, don't you want to fight for your relationship? Go tell them that. Yeah. Go tell them. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to let Chris win? Huh? You got to let him <laughs> win this? You got to go back there and show him <laughs> that you're the real lady. I don't know. Just, just like being an instigator, but then like for them to go back to the relationship. I could do this. I mean, pretty much. If you're hiring. <laughs> I, I would, would like I, that I think I'd be the person planning. I, I think I'd like to plan some of the either honeymoon locations or like fun date Ooh. ideas. I think I'd oh. like to be one of those. I like, feel like you would be good at that. Coordinator. Would you mm-hmm. Would you pick Florida Keys as a honeymoon <laughs> location? Ooh. I don't know. Would Mira like my idea? <laughs> what I pick for the honeymoon? That's the thing. Is it up to Mira's standards? That's what matters this season. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get started with Zach and Michaela. So we're just going to kind of bop around between the different couples and and talk about the things that kind of stuck out with them. Um, So their big thing, it sounds like, and Mabel, you were telling us this before we started recording, is it sounds like they're not really showing us scenes of theirs in appropriate sequence or pacing. Is that right? Yeah. It seems like from what Reddit is helping me gather, that the first <laughs> the researchers, the, researchers the real on researchers Reddit. are on Reddit. I'm oh, the boots on the ground. <laughs> oh man, I love reading those those um things. Watch it be Threads. like the camera guy who's like on Reddit being like, "Yo, you won't believe this nonsense." <laughs> oh my god! What well, actually Gil happened? Has fake that- <laughs> I'm sorry, Gil. Mm-hmm. I just, that was the first thing that yeah. came to mind. No, but, um, what I've been reading on Reddit is that basically the folks that talk to either, um, the couples when they meet them in real life or kind of like get some sequence later on, that they really slow down the first couple weeks of the marriage and they really drag that on and they milk it and they milk it and they make it seem like the, for example, arrival to Zach coming home with flowers to greet Michaela after the honeymoon. And then the fight that they had in the honey, the, the bee situation, the book one, mm. they made it seem like it was like weeks apart. And someone who ran into Zach was like, that was actually three days apart. They just really milked it. And then you cut to what episode we're on now, 10 and 11, and you see they're halfway through the marriage already and then one month anniversary. And it's like, wait a second, wait a second. Mm-hmm. There's a pace here that we're not keeping. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I wish we had that context so badly because uh, it, it drives me crazy that I can't really get an accurate read on any of it because we're not really dealing with any factual information ever. <laughs> like we're, we're being so manipulated to the story they want to tell. And I'm just like trying so desperately hard to see through it to kind of yeah. get to the core of like what's actually happening. But I think that's why for me, maybe 
when I saw their whole like anniversary thing where she like took him to like a music studio where he got to play around with the piano and they had a little dinner there. Like he was excited about this Mm -hmm. whole like setup. It was very sweet. And they seemed to be in a decent place at that point. But Mm -hmm. then they had only just, you know, the previous episode or earlier the episode or something shown the whole like salsa dancing date where they went with Gil and Mirla and like that didn't go so hot. And then before that, the whole pool date where, he basically told her, I don't see a future with you right now, but I'm hoping that changes, which kind of mm-hmm. was the catalyst to her being upset with him later. And so yeah. I don't have a good sense. Like, to me, they feel rocky, but I don't know if I should trust that instinct because I'm getting like a collage of what happened, not like an actual timeline. I mean, to be fair, though, their one-on-ones seem to be reflect. Like, he's called it hot and cold. Like, it, mm. it that very much yeah. seems to be. Yeah. So... You know, maybe I'm defending my future employers. Uh, you know, <laughs> married at first sight, feel free to reach out. But yeah, maybe it's maybe it's like okay, we need to like illustrate that they're hot and cold, and the best way of doing that is to show the two different fights. Okay, but you know, but I yeah, I, I wish I, I am with you overall. I wish the editing, like I almost wish they kind of went with like the whole documentary style where Straight it's up. like shaky cam and. And like just uh, without the symbols, even though I enjoy the symbols there, it's like almost expected now. Like I can feel certain scenes. I'm like, they're going to throw in the sh- symbols right yeah. now. I can feel it. I mm-hmm. swear to God, they did like a but... three minute montage of Zach just working out before his buddy got there so that they could talk about his relationship. I fast forwarded through it and I was like hitting the plus 10 seconds and I just kept yeah, having yeah. to click it. And like in between the clicks, I'm hearing like just snippets of like really oh shitty hip hop music that they had to put oh on like while he's like doing his like tough guy workout. And I'm just like, this is too much. Like, I don't yeah. want to see this. <laughs> I'm not interested. And the music is so bad. So bad. So there's um this one I don't know what it was. Um I was watching like this was like years ago, but it was about the whole film industry really fixating on women's um silhouette and like loving to really take their time with like the male gaze. With, like the male gaze, exactly. And I think about that now in terms of Merit at First Sight, and they do the exact <laughs> opposite. They're like the female gaze. Look at this guy's muscles. He's working now. He's so sexy. Oh, I don't female gaze. <laughs> uh, as a person who really enjoyed watching Grey's Anatomy, that entire TV series is f- female gaze. Glaze gaze. Glaze for know. sure. Yeah. Glaze female <laughs> glaze like the donuts, where it's just like, like I feel like all the ladies on that show are like normal. And then all the guys are like, yo, are you, you're not a model. You're not like, I need you to be a model and a doctor. But here's the thing but, though, like, is cool. equality is not doing the same objectification to the other gender. No. <laughs> also, you have to do it all differently. Though. Okay. It we'll is talk about this on our other gender politics the... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just to be fair, like it's entertainment and we just like, it's a good story. And if you get to have some eye candy while watching it, it's not necessarily the you're... worst. You're playing to the right viewers, you know. I mean, you're going to get mostly female viewers on Married at First Sight, right? So, mostly, I don't... Ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're, like, a superhero thing, like, of course, all your lady superheroes are going to, like, weirdly look like Scarlett Johansson, you know? <laughs> like, just do stuff like that. Why am I defending all these, like, giant corporations? <laughs> I don't know. This is it's, a weird this episode. This is feeling strange <laughs> to me. <laughs> 
I just feel like I need to pick the opposite side, and then now I regret uh, yeah, this. Yeah, so. I know that's about you. It's okay. You're right. Okay. I think you're right, you're what right. I am noticing with Zach in particular is I am not sure that he has a super holistic view of what relationships look like, like a healthy mm. long-term relationship. Um, the reason I, the particular example that made me start to think this is after they had their meeting with Dr. Viviana, he went over to like the dining room table and sat down and kind of was trying to collect himself and she goes to sit by him and he starts crying and he's just like very upset saying that he feels like he's doing everything right, but it's not working out. He didn't mean to hurt anybody. And it's just like not what he expected. And it just, he just feels like it's like really not going well at all. Like he definitely is not in a good place with how he views their relationship. And she's sitting there and she's trying to tell him like, I'm not hurt. Like I'm okay. I'm still here. Like it's okay. And he just like wouldn't listen to her. Like he needed like physical space. Like she tried touching him and he was like, don't do that. And he ended up like just leaving or walking away from that room or whatever. But it just, to me, it seemed like, oh, okay. He had these expectations of what like marriage looks like. And when, all of that didn't like plug into place immediately. And like, this has been such a short period of time. He's just like, Oh, I made like a great mistake. And like, I, I came in with the purest intentions and I'm doing everything I possibly can. And it's still not working. Like it's that very catastrophic thinking. And I'm like, Oh mm. no, like that's not, you're setting yourself up for such a hard, hard journey. If you think that way, if, if you think that like, the only way that you can see a future with this woman is if the next morning you wake up and you just look at her and you're so in love and you make out where you're making breakfast and you cuddle all afternoon and write poetry about each other and plan your children's names. I don't, it's just like, that's not how things go. Like, it's just not, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know what kind of path that they're going to be able to take if he has that mindset, you know? Yeah, I feel like you could say that to Johnny too. This is like yeah, a, fair point to Zach and yeah. Johnny. I feel yeah. like so. This was an analogy that I actually um, heard from one of my siblings. As we kind of grow older and we look to maybe what we want, sometimes we don't realize the effort it was it takes to get there. And so, in this example of marriage, maybe. Zach and even Johnny see their parents kind of like the after, right? Like they don't see the beginning of what they took to before they were being married, kind of learning their mm -hmm. conflict styles, getting to know their, um, you know, um, fragile parts of themselves and developing in the course of the marriage, even, you know, raising Zach together, right? Like I feel maybe right. it's Zach seeing it from the finish line of, oh, that's what marriage looks like. Therefore, this is what it's supposed to look like instead of thinking, oh, wait, mm -hmm. that's the goal of eventually getting there. Not necessarily what I'm going to start out in. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's a lot mm -hmm. of work and it's like mm -hmm. showing up every day and it's like seeing every lit like little bit of progress as progress and not, mm -hmm. it's not like a switch that gets flipped of like not complete and then complete. It's just mm -hmm. a like little thing that keeps getting nudged along. And then when you get to a certain yeah. part, you look back and you're like, Oh wow, we've actually covered a lot of ground here, but it's just all those little itty bitty steps that kind of get you there. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I feel for him because that sounds like a really stressful way to think about it. And he's also putting all this yeah. responsibility on himself of like, I failed or did something 
mm-hmm. wrong. I came but in like trying to do the right the thing, case. and then I, yeah. I messed it all up or something. And it's like, well, you're you're not going to be perfect, and neither is mm-hmm. Michaela. And mm-hmm. I know I'm focusing very much on him. I think Michaela also has like some stuff that she could maybe do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think mm-hmm. the the salsa night when she just sat down and like didn't want to continue to participate like what was your read on that Lavelle? i think that she has a tough time um i don't want to use i want to say listening but i don't think that's the right way to put it i'm trying to say that she has a tough time maybe um coming around understanding the other side a little bit she got really frustrated for example when um Zach would try to hey say like this is bothering me like with the um, bee analogy in the in the book in the tree or when he was saying I'm not trying to hurt you she has repeatedly brought up that Zach just needs to kind of be okay right and, and like kind of go with it and mm. therefore she may be you know Hurricane K sometimes but like Zach just needs to go with it and I think she has a tough time maybe seeing how it's affecting Zach and really understanding what she has done then to create a little bit of like a turmoil between them. And then for example, in the salsa, I was like, I get it. It's hard. I mean, dancing when you dancing and dancing, haven't done it, done it before. It's not easy to just like pick up and get into it, but it's more about the attitude and I also think that she just carried over an opportunity to be petty, which I was like, come on, Michaela, like, please don't do that. So she, after coming back from the um, pool date with Zach, where they were doing like this blindfold and Zach answered the question whether or not he sees a future with Michaela, he said, "Mm, right now I don't. She hung on to that and she was upset and therefore like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you don't see roses in our future. And I'm like, well, girl, like, think about why it's kind of been a little bit of a a roller coaster between you two i mean i wouldn't see roses either in my future and she's taking that and now is at salsa and is like i'm just still upset and i'm not gonna try and i don't think this is for me and this is just i'm out i'm checked out i don't want to do this i don't know if that makes sense the way i explained all that because i kind of explained a lot but it felt like she was just in in a similar way to zach she wants it easy but in her way of expressing it, she's like, if you don't think that this is 100% amazing and everything's perfect, even though when I mess up, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I. This is why I feel I, I give kudos to all the people on this show, because, I mean, it seems like from what we're describing, like, of course, Zach is, doesn't see a future in this. and But... Like it would have served him better to just lie in that situation, which is and that's what sucks. Unfortunate, right? right? It because does suck. like having to do all this explaining, and you know that the person you're dealing with is going to like he, like if I know this and I'm barely watching this, like you're with her all the time, you know that she's gonna stew on this, and you know that she's gonna like care about that a lot and continuously bring it up. Like, my instinct would have been like, fine, I'm just going to lie. And be like, yeah, no, I see a future, but I don't see a future. And that's unfair because then you're leading the person on. But then if you don't do that, it's going to be them fighting nonstop until the end of the season where they then won't stay together because, of course, they're not going to stay together. Right. I don't. 
I feel so bad. Right. I feel so bad for her. I feel so bad for him because mm-hmm. they're just not a good. They're just not a good match. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's just that simple. And now we're like trying to read into all the different things they could do to be potentially better. But you know, it's like you're trying to yeah. fit a puzzle piece with the other one that doesn't work. Like you can do all the. You can do all the research and studying beforehand <laughs> and do all the stretches. And puzzle scientist. <laughs> puzzle, yeah. Right. Consult a puzzle scientist. But if it's not going to fit, it's not going to fit. Right. Let's just move right. on. But then like you um, also get like from that all the effort of trying it and like, I'm going to try to figure this out. Let me maybe, you know, do it yeah. differently this way. It's like, I feel like there's exhaustion from both of them right now of like, oh my God. All right. Especially yeah. from Zach. He was just over the hot and cold. But also... Michaela is just like quick. So I don't know if you ever experienced this, but when I'm around a person and I am so fed up with just their presence, any little thing, I'll just start to like throw a little jab in or just like get really annoyed at every little thing. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. she breathed wrong. Like, <laughs> how dare she? <laughs> right, right. Like, I don't know if you've experienced that, but I feel like. They're not quite there yet, but I can kind of see them eventually getting there because they're starting to use mm-hmm. what otherwise probably could be smoothed over as arguments and as little. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I just I feel like it's a it's being in a situation with someone that you actually care about versus someone that you already don't like. Yeah. Yeah, the reactions are so different. Like like you said, little things that are like, oh, that's cute. They snore versus like when you don't like the person. Like this fucker <laughs> won't let me sleep with their freaking hyena snore or whatever. And it's just hyena. the exact same thing. Uh-huh. But your reaction is going to differ greatly yep. based yeah. off of if you find a person space cute or but not. That's the- and I just, or just if you like them. <laughs> Sorry, what you oh, say? I, w- I was just going to say, I think it's interesting, though, when you can pay attention to when that shift happens with yourself, because I know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I won't get into any details, but like, we um, moved fairly recently and like, we met our neighbors and everybody's super nice. And over the course of a couple weeks, there was a, like a small incident that happened, which has made us like not super fond of one of our neighbors. <laughs> and I remember that shift in Mike thinking of being like, oh, my God, they're so nice. Like uh, they have such a great yard and they just seem like a really great family to like after the incident, just being like, oh, screw them. Like they have their like just dumb stuff. Like there's literally nothing changed other than my like the angle that I was looking at that from. And I'm like constantly catching myself to be like, no, Ashley, you have to be mature. You have to just think of the incident as something you didn't like. And that doesn't have to mean anything else. Like their yard isn't Mm -hmm. stupid and they're fine people. (laughs) Like, like my whole viewpoint on them shifted so drastically and I'm trying so hard to reel it back in and just be like, Nope, we're going to be living here for a while. We're not going to have a contentious relationship with our neighbors. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. <laughs> so, like, They're you can ops. see how that shifts so easily in, like, our perception of people. Yeah, yeah I totally get that. That's, <laughs> yeah, that was a very interesting way of saying it without getting into what actually happened with them. But It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but definitely it's about the perception, right? Like how, how you feel about the person mm-hmm. or situation it just really alters how you receive them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this happens to me when I gotta talk about sports again, because that's my thing now. But like when I'm playing soccer against other team, like 
I can't like them too much because then I feel bad that like I'm dribbling or like, like I need to have a little bit of like, oh yeah, you know what? F you. So then I can like <laughs> do all the tricks and like try to leg over them and like do fake passes. But like, if I think I'm doing this to a nice person, then I feel bad. I'm like, oh no, now you look like you don't know how to defend around your teammates. <laughs> or like, oh, I made you trip and fall. That's not good. <laughs> But if I like don't like them, it's like yeah, yeah, that's what you get, son. That's what you get. And like, it, it, I perform so much better. So, or like I, like that was the thing with like Michael Jordan. If you saw the Last Dance, like he was constantly looking for things to like. He's like they didn't believe in me. Meanwhile, the janitor was just like, "Do you want to pick up your your bag?" And, like he would use that to fuel him. He's like, you know, I'm gonna show them that I am not. Okay, you can't talk to me like that. Like it's just the littlest things oh, was the things that he would latch on yeah. to. But I think that's why yeah, like mm-hmm. he needs to like view them as opposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh he needed to like switch that. Mm-hmm. Um so it's yeah. It's very odd. But if you get it's in that mode odd. with your partner, then it's like it's hard to turn that off. You, that's you don't want that. You don't you don't really want that. Like that's No. Uh, just uh, so much energy goes into that kind of dynamic like your your sports analogies it's like that's what kind of puts that fuel in the tank right like that's what it's that passion really where it's Mm -hmm. just like ah i need to prove that i'm better than this other person but that's not appropriate in a relationship at all (laughs) that will ruin it (laughs) completely yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. all right Uh, i feel like they're gonna be the slow burn in a bad way like <laughs> of this season like oh my gosh just like please stop just go your separate ways we already see this not working out just mm-hmm. save it for the rest part of, of me a part of me just wants to like stop them at the wedding like be like that's and that is all that happened and just like just stop at <laughs> how they're like all after. over each other and they're yeah. like feeling each other and i just want to stop there and not know all this other unfortunate stuff that happened there is actually so um math's fan on instagram has found the contract that they that they um, sign when they sign the show and one of the things that says is if you stop filming before like the decision day you have to pay the crew money and it's like some absurd like tens of thousands of dollars if you pay oh my god Mm -hmm. i know so this is why Zach is out here still trying to make it work. This is what we're saying. This is why we've seen the you know all the me- all the mess ups be like, why are you still together? Because I'm not paying money. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder though, because they've done it in the past, where like they'll essentially separate, but they still film them individually. Where like when Mindy had her whole divorce party, and then they have you know they mm-hmm. show them talking to their friends or whatever i wonder if that's still like within the bounds of the contract where it's like okay you're welcome to still film me i'm just not going to spend time with my spouse until we can divorce maybe, maybe. Yeah. but it also sounds like it ha- it came from that person that's like i am fed up i am done with zach i am not doing anything more of this you know like mess and mm-hmm. i'm talking about like zach from mindy and zach like yeah i feel like it has to come from the person to be adamant about not being with that person in the meantime the producers will as we've seen be like 
are you sure you don't want to keep working at it? Why don't you sit and talk about it at this local restaurant that we're going to linger on the door of for a second so you can catch their logo. Yeah. <laughs> or my favorite, my favorite, you know, it's work. Like you got to put in, the, you got to put in the work. Da, 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 da. It's like, no. Yeah, it's also. You guys put me together with this person. I don't like it's that. It's also work to build a tunnel to China. It doesn't mean I'm going to do it. <laughs> that sounds like a long project. <laughs> yeah. Like just this just feels like you made a decision for me, and now I have to justify your decision. No, I have no intention of doing that. Like you pair me with some random crazy lady or crazy guy, and now I have to make it work. Um, I feel bad saying crazy lady. Question: Has the guys? I feel like the guys we've been lacking this season. I feel weirdly it's like most of the season I'm like, oh, the ladies and the guys are trying hard. It's not. It's not feeling that way this season. Yeah. It's like Mm-mm. we got Johnny, who's kind of like, eh. We got Brett, uh, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan, who I think is not like a fan favorite. Like he's got the one-liners on deck, <laughs> very dry. Entertainment value is high with him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Outside of their relationship, yeah. he's like actually pretty but, funny. <laughs> yeah, but then in terms of their relationship, it's like, like if you put in like two ounces of effort you guys would be doing great right now man like you just got to try a little bit yeah and uh gil gil's doing good gil's probably the only like, in there. guy who's mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. despite the fact that his partner will like blow kisses at him and they refuse to have real kisses or well they did actually kiss now they kissed oh progress but yeah i think you you're you're right i i feel like this season more of the guys yeah. are like why isn't it just working out? It should just be easy. I should mm-hmm. just have this amazing spark from the beginning yeah. and therefore it's going to be perfect for forever. It shouldn't be, you know, there shouldn't be problems. I feel like there's a lot of that mentality, which I think is a little, mm-hmm. I don't know, Peter Pan mentality, a little immature to be like, everything's great. It's supposed to be great. Otherwise there's a problem. Like, it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not me. I don't have to do anything at all. It's just supposed to work out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, you mentioned Mirla and Gil. Do you want to talk about them? Briefly, so they they shared their first kiss, and that seemed fairly genuine. They showed the little like I always call it security cam footage in their house because it's the little like cameras <laughs> mounted up in their corners, and you know they she was just hugging him from behind, and then they actually shared a kiss. Like it seemed very genuine <laughs> and natural. So I was very very happy for them because like it seemed cute. Yeah, because before I'm assuming before then they had their whole conversation with Dr. Viviana and it essentially came out that <laughs> she was Mirla was like or no Gil was like if I don't get a kiss by decision day then like it's a no for me like I'm gonna probably ask for a divorce and so that seems like a very reasonable thing to say yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry two like, months crazy yeah yeah I think that's I think that's totally fine I think yeah I think Mirla heard that and she I don't know. I think in that situation, she could have like really stuck to her guns and just been like, well, you can't rush me. Like, I, sh- I shouldn't do anything that I'm not comfortable with. But she was just kind of fine with it. She was like, okay, I get it. And yeah. she like didn't really react as strongly as I think she could have. I think she could have gotten really mm-hmm. upset by that. And she was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it happened. And I don't know. Seems to be all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that surprisingly enough, they have a really good chemistry and have like a, a strong bond when sure 
I was not thinking this was going to be them. I felt like they were going to be at each other's throats, like annoyed of one another, just not doing well by this point. But surprisingly, they just seemed to get along really well. And maybe it's because they're both just secure in how they are. So they're not letting the other person get to them. For example, you know, Gil not getting his kiss or Mila feeling like she's always being like nitpicked or kind of just... I don't want to say tactful, like little, you know, little things about her yeah. being extra. Yeah. Little jabs. Yeah, little yeah. jabs. There you go. Thank you. I feel like they're just, you know what? They're going to, I'm going to let it slide right off me. And maybe mm-hmm. that's what's kind of held them on. Yeah. I know. I'm surprised at how well they're doing now. Like, I underestimated how patient Gil was. Yeah. And actually, also, how much he seems to be into her, despite her, like, really holding him at arm's length. And maybe that was Mm -hmm. part of it. Like, this is something I know um, you guys wanted to talk about is like Mirla's approach with how she's kind of keeping Gil at arm's length and kind of comparing Mm -hmm. that to Brett and Ryan's relationship and the way that like Ryan is a little bit more standoffish and Brett kind of Mm -hmm. handles that differently than the other couple's dynamic. Mm -hmm. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, I'm going to try to summarize this. Normally, you guys are the ones who describe the question. Um, I'm so letting you do it. Apologize, you got it. listeners. <clears throat> so our topic oh for my this fine <laughs> evening. You got like the midnight is... talk show voice on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, so the the conversation being with Brett and Ryan, um, the it's implied that she is just willing to like, really praise him for the little things that he does and he's not really doing that much but when he does do something she's just like oh this is fantastic i i uh i'm thinking about the scavenger hunt mm-hmm, thing that he did which was it was well thought out but like i don't know it felt like she was like oh this is funny oh this is cool oh you're so smart and i'm just like he just put cards all over the house mm-hmm. all versus the like gill all the praise yeah versus gill um where like this man is out here really, really trying, and Marilyn will be like, eh, that is adequate. You did okay. There's a million roses in my bedroom. <laughs> I'll give you a two out of ten. Like, it's very, like, he has to work very hard to get said praise. Um, and I guess the question being if that having a certain disposition makes it easier for a relationship, I guess, if giving too much praise or holding back on your praise. Um so that is the the question, uh, about how how do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I know that's the reality. You know, play the the difficult person, be hard to get, like whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I just get so fed mm-hmm. up with all of those games. I just I just don't like them. I don't agree with them. I think they're stupid, but mm-hmm. clearly they work. And clearly when you get you okay. know, accepting breadcrumbs over here, like as um someone put well, someone put on Reddit. Brett is not being appreciated because it's like, well, heck, if I'm not special, if you accept these breadcrumbs from anybody, why should I be excited about it, for example? And it's just so annoying. I mean, on the one hand, I do get, okay, hold your standards and don't let anybody who's anybody just feel honored or whatever. And also... Mm -hmm hold your ground of when you're being treated like crap like there's a lot of that i do get but i think mirla is on the extreme end of it Mm -hmm. and 
it's just frustrating to see like wow okay this i would be annoyed of like if i were around her and what i saw were the first couple episodes again it seemed like they really milked a few days into a few episodes but i would if i am getting that impression i'd be like what the heck like do you think like you're you're god almighty to be like revered and everybody has to bow down and try extra hard mm-hmm. or is it i don't know because i also think it's part of her defense mechanism to not be hurt to put a guard up to be like oh i don't trust anymore because i've been hurt in the past and therefore i feel like i need to mm-hmm. distance myself from everybody because if i don't let anybody in i won't get hurt like that whole mentality um but mm-hmm. i mean you gotta be okay with getting hurt sometimes. I mean, that's how you open up and you try. Anyways, we're on a tangent. Um, back to the original question. I, maybe I'm just a little more annoyed about it because I see myself more in Brett than I do in Mirla because I'm more of that kind of person that is like, I'm not hard to please at all. <laughs> I don't really, you know, um, I'm very simple in the way of just like going with the flow, being happy about most things, being, you know, totally okay with things moving around and like i consider myself a little more flexible when it comes to that but i can also see how that would be like less entertaining and just not special it's like mm, i mean i don't have to try very hard you know what i mean whereas like mirla it's like yeah. really gotta yeah put in the work yeah yeah it just reminds me of the thing of like uh, the whole line about like treating people or teaching people how to treat you kind of mm-hmm. a thing mm-hmm. or like Beyonce, for example, <laughs> Beyonce <laughs> has exclusivity, <laughs> like pasted up and down her face. Like she is like getting a moment with Beyonce is impossible for the majority mm-hmm. of the world, majority of celebrities. And so her, she has, surrounded herself with people that reinforce that idea and believe the idea that she is a you know queen bee and i'm not saying i disagree with this beehive sit down but (laughs) that like people who are never say beehive sit down i'm so sorry beehive i am part of the beehive i'm i'm also saying that i'm one of the people who believe she's not trying to stir up the beehive is just saying not not poking the beehive don't come sting me i'm just trying to read my book (laughs) under this tree we come in peace. We come I in peace. Full circle. <laughs> so she believes this about herself, right? And so she, mm-hmm. over the years, has crafted a, uh, a a network of employees, of producers, of colleagues, of uh, her partner, who also believe and reinforce that idea that she is someone who is kind of on a pedestal, who mm-hmm. is a exclusive top tier level person. And I think that's how Mirla views herself. And that I don't, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying I, I mm-hmm. think that's what I'm observing. And so if Mirla, it's like the people who are going to be in her circle are going to be people who on some level either like don't really care that much if she like feels that way or they're just, they also kind of buy into that idea that like, yes, she is special in some way. And so if Gil, if her partner, whoever that was, who she might have otherwise been matched with, if they in any way buy into that belief system of like, yeah, you really are like worth it to spend the time kind of put up with this other kind of BS to get to be around you, then that works out just fine. 
but she seems very set in that view of herself. So if Mm -hmm. someone's not going to, you know, back that up and agree with her, then they're not the person for her because she's not going to change. So Gil, Mm. to his credit, seems to be remarkably flexible and patient and likes her enough to buy into that, at least enough now to like put in the effort to try to get to know her better and kind of get through all of her like elaborate, you know, tests and tests to show that he is worthy of being in her presence and like sharing her, you know, Mm -hmm. getting a kiss like that. She drew that out and he got it. And so, you know, on some level, he's like, all right, like level one unlocked, you know, (laughs) like I just got it. And so it's again, that's not good or bad, but I think that's just the dynamic that Mirla has set up for herself and the people that she's around. Whereas Brett, I don't think sees herself that way, not good or bad. Mm-hmm. But the way that she's going to um, kind of select which people are in her circle is just a lot more flexible. It's like, I'm not on a pedestal. I'm sitting here on the folding chair, just like with everybody else. And so if mm-hmm. you want to talk to me, I'm right here. If you don't, then you can walk away. And there's no barriers to kind of be able to access her. And I mean, that that's just her style and that's fine. But Ryan... I don't know. I'm curious how Ryan would be with somebody who had themselves on maybe a little pedestal and like had a little bit mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, less vulnerability almost and see how he would yeah. kind of handle that. Because like, it's a game. It's all a game. It's just yeah. enough people buying into something to believe that it's good and exclusive. Like this is a goo could probably tell us all about how like saying that there is one of something left and when you're trying to sell something or saying that it's a rare find, those are the things that get people to impulse buy or buy quicker or feel like they need to hurry because it's special. And mm-hmm. the things that there's a million of and it's like scarcity. Whatever, yeah, that, that scarcity mentality works on people. So I think it just it plays very much into to human nature. So I like I think I understand like what's happening. It's just I guess with the Brett and Ryan thing, it's disappointing to see Ryan perhaps seeing Brett's vulnerability and emotional availability as almost a bad thing when those mm-hmm. are actually really, really great qualities, <laughs> like really excellent qualities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, uh, this is a, so this is an interesting question. I, I to be honest, I didn't think, there was a, as much meat on this question, but the more we talk about it, I'm like, oh, this is this is a deeper topic. <laughs> um, I, so f- concerning the Marilyn Gill, there's this saying that like the squeaky wheel gets the oil or gets more oil. Um, and I do think that there is some, there's something there. Mm-hmm. So like playing hard or... Or, or constantly pointing out that you need more can work. And I, actually, weirdly, I think it works more in a corporate slash work environment. Like the people who are the ones who are, who are more, um, you know, the, the person who's like, hey, I've been here for so long, I need a raise. And like constantly brings up that conversation. He or she is going to get more money than the person who's like, oh, no, I'm going to wait for them to tell me that it's time for a raise. I'm going to work Even hard though and be they might, for it. Yeah, I'm going to work hard and they'll they'll notice it. Where like we're all dealing with our crap, we're all in our own bubble. They might not. Like they're too busy dealing with their situation while the person who's like constantly making it 
front and center. They're the ones who are going to, you get tired, you're like, hey, okay, here, here's some more money. And you get what you want in that sense. Um, but I think that is like in a, in a, a sports or a game way, there's only one way to win with that strategy. While with the other strategy of being very malleable, uh, very dynamic is you can win multiple ways. And I think that's the thing that people don't take into consideration. So like with the Gil and Mirla situation, that only works if Gil believes in the whole thing that she's a bad bitch and needs to be like pursued aggressively. If she's with a person who's like, like, let's say she's with a person who also views themselves as a bad bitch, like who views themselves as very successful and has a very high opinion like on a themselves. Chris. They might go oh. like a Chris, like they're going to go, who the hell is this bitch? Like, no, I'm, I'm the crap, you know, mm-hmm. or you do that with certain celebrities or certain people who've been told over and over again that they are amazing. They're not going to uh, put in that extra work. Um, where with a Brett, she could work with that type of person, but she could also work with, like, I think Gil, if he was with a Brett, he wouldn't be like, oh, how dare you? I don't desert. I don't like you. Like, you know, maybe it wouldn't, he enjoys the chase, but I think you're more likely to get success with honey than you are with, uh, fighting. So vinegar, sorry, vinegar, that's, 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 that's the saying. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I like halfway through the saying. Catch I was like, more I don't, flies with honey than vinegar. That's it. That's how it goes, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Honey yeah. than fighting. Um, that's like challenge something. a bee to a duel. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're a fly. I'm mixing all the metaphors. There's bees. There's flies. Honey and fighting. <laughs> this is why I can't insult Zach's metaphors because I am garbage with them sometimes. Oh, you're um, right. So I just I don't think I don't think it's. Just I, I feel like people say that all the time. And and like you said about like if you view your one side, like I definitely think I'm one side of that pers uh situation, you always think the other side is doing it better. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are. Mm-hmm. Like we get to see this work for Gil, this uh for Mirla, this situation. I don't mean this in a salting way, but she if she is right about she's been interested in a relationship for this long. It hasn't worked. The fact that she's on this show means that that wasn't working for her, you know? So I don't mean to sell her as a person, but if you're in your mid thirties and you've been looking for relationships for that long and you really care about it and you haven't found it, maybe it's a little bit of that is you too. So I think it's working for her in this situation. I don't think that's going to necessarily work for her all the time. Um, but yeah, that's my. That's my opinion on it. <laughs> yeah. I think I also <laughs> want to hear from listeners about this because this is such a big topic about how to approach like dating and relationships. And I feel like we see that a lot when we kind of get to know ourselves when we're dating and how we approach it and also how we see other people mm-hmm. when they're like someone we're attracted to or just someone we're quote unquote competing with. I I don't know if that's mm-hmm. necessarily the right way to say it, but go ahead. One other thing. Okay. So let's say this is true, right? Yeah. That being standoffish and like being a 
a mirror law works. Like if you feel like you're changing yourself to be that, like you're not going to be able to maintain that facade forever, mm-hmm. right? So it's probably better to just be yourself. I'm going to yep. very basic, but like be yourself, and then find the person that works with that personality type. Yeah, where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, maybe that doesn't work for certain people. Certain people want to feel like they're doing the chase and all this stuff. But there's other groups of people who are like, they would love that type of personality. So, and then you don't have to think about it as much because that's just your natural personality. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fair point. saying be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> In conclusion, be yourself. End of yes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And hello, fresh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're gonna slip in an we ad. Talk about point. a fake mm-hmm. ad that we don't get paid for. <laughs> well, we kind of mentioned Brett and Brian. Let's maybe talk about them okay. for a moment. So it seems like their their main challenge right now, and I think overall they're doing fairly well. They're doing better than I expected. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it sounds like the core issue of theirs is that he doesn't feel as strongly as she does about uh, the relationship. And they're kind of struggling with that, where I think she feels a little bit rejected. Like she's kind of put herself out there a little bit and he hasn't felt like he could reciprocate. And um, yeah, so that's kind of their, what they're tackling right now. They sent them to do like a, a tantric yoga something class with these Two instructors, what did you think about, just side note, what did you think about that, the idea of sending them to that class, Mabel, I guess? It it just always feels forced when they do it. Like, you don't like each other? We're going to put you in a physical, or in a very sexual Put your butts next to each other. Right. Like, (laughs) ooh, now you'll like each other. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Proximity to the butt makes it more likely for it to happen. I don't know. It feels a little um, bit like the, sorry, real quick, like a, in mm-hmm. all the movies, the trope where like the nerdy girl takes off her glasses and like shakes out her ponytail yeah. and, and then the guy is like, wow, you've been hot all along. It feels like they're trying to like instigate that in these sessions like that. And I'm like, I don't think that's how people work. <laughs> that's all. So one Continue, thing I forgot please. to mention, um, I, I'll skip right over it because I haven't done the point I want to make. Apparently on Unfiltered. Ryan said that he was most uncomfortable during that part because the instructor's sack was hanging out of his shorts. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. No. That's what Ryan said on Unfiltered. No. Ryan, no. And the instructor was like, "You oh, you might have to edit part of that out. I, you know, the whole time apparently. Yeah. Oh my God. This man out here free balling. No. Oh, okay. baby, put on oh. some underpants. You're on TV now. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I, yeah, I, would, I want. Ooh, that sounds uncomfortable for a lot of reasons. I know. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, okay. the other point I wanted to make about it too was <laughs> it kind of makes me wonder what the show focuses on, what a lasting connection is going to be. They're so hyper fixated on sex, like, oh, you have to want kids, you have to have sex because then your marriage is going to last. This is going to, you know, take you through the decades, and this is what they're supposed to be like. Versus spending more time maybe talking about other things like emotional 
a connection and, and you know kind of intellectual stimulation or having conversations like finance and compatibility like there are so many other things mm-hmm. that they could be talking about to say this relationship is going to work in the long term versus do you have sex yet did was it good do you use right did what all this like just having sex that's i feel like all they care about yeah yeah, it does feel like a thing that they like are very eager for people to check off the list as if that's going to make the relationship more real. And it's like, to your point, all of those conversations they could be having about deeper things, like those are the things that create the intimacy so that maybe they do feel more comfortable like exploring what sort of physical intimacy like they they want. And like mm-hmm. it just seems like a, a very backwards approach. I don't know, to me it feels like it's it makes sense that a TV show would want to put a couple into like a tantric sex yoga session. Like that would be a an easy thing to be like, oh, people are going to want to see what happens in this <laughs> because yeah. it's just one of those things. It just felt yeah. like I I feel like if I were making a decision of how do I like what kind of activity do I send Brett and Brian to do in order to help them build their intimacy. Uh, it something like making them go to a tantric sex yoga class and have it filmed and have them like moaning in each other's ears and stuff that is not the way that you would actually be solving that problem that sounds awkward as crap right? like why it we, sounds terrible like, why are we tiptoeing over this like it's so it awkward it sounds like just terrible around another couple as they're moaning in their it, they're each other's just like, I don't want to be there. And it's like, the it's the thing of, I think part of like being, and I'm not saying I'm a teacher, but what I think being a teacher is, is understanding, mm-hmm. like having information that would be valuable to someone else and figuring out a way to communicate it that will make sense to them and resonate with them. Right. And that class was not it. Like you could tell how yeah. uncomfortable they were, like how like just very like tense they were. Like if that is something you truly want them to learn about and work on together, maybe that's like a like video series that they watch in the privacy of their own home together without the mm-hmm. cameras there or something like the complete opposite of all of the things that they did. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That would actually be the way to perhaps be able to give them more information to be able to work on this as a couple. Right. Not that way. Right. Not that way. Right. More of like what's a good, what a good couple is already having, you know, this connection between them and things are going well. They're already comfortable around each other. Take them to tantric yeah. yoga. Not two people that one of them doesn't even know if they like the other person. Oh, maybe they'll get, maybe there'll be a spark here. Maybe this will get him to like her. Right. No, no. Yeah. Right. It's the glasses thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, suddenly she's attractive to me. It's like, wow. Wow. There she is. Yeah. She's been here all along. I do. This is me picking the other side for a brief moment, but overall, (laughs) I agree with you. But I do think with them in particular, I get the sense that he's overthinking it a little bit mm. as well. Where like it just feels like she's not the type of girl that he normally dates. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, this isn't what I'm normally physically attracted to. So I'm not attracted to her. And like you just you don't know. Like give it a try. And I, I think 
the couples that they typically do this tantric exercise with are like the couples that are like that, where it's like, just just give it a try first, see mm-hmm. if you'll like her um, or him before deciding that you're not um, madly attracted to them. Like it, it could build. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're part of that is just like our weird the Western way of like falling in love. And there's all this thing about like, you should like instantly be like goo goo gaga over the person the moment you see them. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily how it works for most people. Um, so that being said, yeah, like you said, Ashley, like it's just, that was not the right way for them to handle that situation. Like clearly they were uncomfortable mm-hmm he was seeing other people's short, like just that, that whole thing is awkward. So yeah, I, I don't blame them for not uh, receiving the message they were trying to give them. But Mm-mm. I do think like, if he could just a little, just like I said, put a little bit of work in this, like she is trying, mm-hmm. it seems like she's trying, like just be, have one romantic date and like fake it. <laughs> fake it like you like her and see if it actually something happens from that and um it just it feels like he's being so oh i don't feel madly in love with you mm-hmm. right now so i can't show that like you might just give it a try yeah. give it a try first. that goes to our central so. theme apparently of all the guys on this season maybe aside from gil having yeah. like really weird unreasonable expectations about what they're supposed to be experiencing mm-hmm. because yeah. like Brett, or not Brett, Ryan, he seems like his whole thing with Dr. Viviana, he was like, I don't know, I just want to, like, want to come home from work and, like, make out with my wife and, like, push her up against the wall or something. And Dr. Viviana was like, I don't know, I feel like I'm speaking for most, like, married people here, but, like, that's just not, that's like a fantasy. That's not, like, Mm -hmm. how real relationships are. Like, maybe you'll have those moments Mm -hmm. when you have a connection like that, and that's great, but that's, like also kind of missing the whole point of what like if that's what you think is yeah. the best part of a relationship then exactly. you don't even know yeah. the half of how great relationships no. are you know what i mean and so like it's, yeah. it's kind of like you don't even know what you're missing out on because you're expecting like you're expecting something that's not even as great as what it could be if you were to mm-hmm. let go of your expectations yeah and that's very similar yeah. to johnny too because he's got this whole idea of what a wife is supposed to look like like his picture yeah and what was it he said this whole back and forth i want to be able to have the foreplay be during the day and we kind of tease each other and there's a little bit of you know pull throughout the day that tension builds up and then you just explode and you get home and you have sex and <laughs> this man is describing a nicholas sparks book like what <laughs> the heck is this nonsense <laughs> Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. And yeah. that's just not every day. That can be like honeymoon phase, maybe, or a little bit of like sometimes, whereas every once in a while you kind of like build up the sexual tension during the day. But that's not going to be every single day. I mean, right. Right. It's just like expecting that relationships are constant passion when right. the passion comes and goes. It's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm trying to think of analogy. I can't think of anything, but I, I think it's like that passion is definitely part of yeah. it, but that's not mm-hmm. the, the lifeblood of a relationship. It kind of helps it go along, but it's like the, the good parts are much more stable and solid and like not as interesting maybe, but like it's the, mm-hmm. it's the core of it. And that's what you keep coming back to. And that's what allows the passion to be able to come and go as it needs mm-hmm. to. And like, that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, and I don't, I feel like we're being a little, well, I don't want to seem preachy personally because all of my relationships have been very passionate in the beginning. And then you get to like learn about the person. So I'm not, just not coming from a judgment perspective. Like if I was in this situation on the show by like week two, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I get it. I understand the people who are going through this. Um, it's just, so yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I'm trying to be a little bit more fair that early in a relationship, I could see it being a little disconcerting if that passion isn't there, but, uh, hopefully that doesn't take away from the point of, you can still get to that point by hanging in there. I, uh, so it's funny, although you mentioned Reddit, I read this thing uh, shout out to the Married at First Sight uh, Reddit thread. You are just fire. Great. But like they were debating about, I think it was like about an IQ or something. I don't know. But I was like going down the thread and I'm reading and this one person, uh, President Herg, want to give him a shout out. But he said this line that I found really, really interesting is, uh, I'm going to read this out here, from what I know, most people just want a partner that's attentive to their needs, perceptive, perceptive enough to communicate and pick up upon unspoken language and kindness. And I think that just kind of sums it up in terms of you just want a person who, just what you said, like who can pick you up and and it cares about you generally and wants you to do well. But is also able to communicate that. Like we have people, certain people on the show who care, but they don't know how to communicate mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that, like all the other stuff can be figured out. And I think sometimes I I fall into this of like, no, this person needs to be making this much money, or this person needs to be this attractive, or this uh, in tune with himself. And it's really just being kind and being perceptive Mm -hmm. and that's it like once you got those two you're you're gonna you're in a way better situation and a lot of the couples that we see this season who are having issues it just like to kind of transition jose to jose that fight just showed a lack of kindness Mm -hmm. you know it just like yes there was a mistake calling you something else but just the way he was going into that fight you're going into that fight to win it not to fix the issue and just it was mean and harsh and um to the conversation that we're gonna have it just it was too much and uh next topic being if it's possible to be too aggressive in a fight with your partner um and if you thought Jose did that in their situation, 
Um, you guys can kind of go into details, but I'd love to get your opinion on that, uh, Ashley. I think, I don't know. I think when it comes to people's styles, when they argue or are upset, for mm-hmm. me, I have never wanted to be in a relationship with someone who name calls or like gets that like like you're saying that like a winning mentality and like needs that in order to express themselves i find my just my perspective is that if if the person who i'm arguing with we have a a mutual respect that will never cross that line into name calling and bringing up like petty stuff from before or any any of that and also that if someone is getting so upset that they are getting close to wanting to do that, that they'll call a timeout and say, like, I need some time to cool down. We will revisit this, but I need time exactly. first because I won't be able to communicate with you in this moment. Mm-hmm. And so that's a level to me. That's just a respect thing. Right. And if if that line were ever crossed, that would be very serious for me <laughs> of like, OK, if this is how you really feel when you get upset, then. Um, this feels more true to me than all of the nice stuff that happens when we're not upset, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't like at all how Jose handled that stuff. And I think he showed a lot of emotional immaturity that is a, at a drastically different level than what Rachel displayed. I'll leave it at that for now. But Mabel, what That's do you That's a really good way to put it. The emotional maturity was vastly different between the two. And yep. Exactly, exactly. And it's just, it's just not good. It's not healthy. I feel like, so I'm going to bring Hurricane K up, Hurricane K up real quick. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a little bit of that where she unloaded on him, like all the ammo. You're a liar. Da, 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 da. And I think, I don't think Jose name called, but he did a lot of those similarities of just like attack, 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 attack. Okay. Get over it. Like, why are you still? When are you? What did he say when they were at the picking table? When are you going to get over it? Yeah, yeah. dude, you were rude. Yeah. Um, and one thing for me, I hate the phrase "f you." I I hate. I think that is so rude. Like when someone says it to their partner, and to because it's like okay, we've built this, we've tried to come together. Now screw you, and I'm done with you. Like just act like in an instant all that can just be thrown out the window mm. but then oh i just said in the heat of the moment i was just mad da, 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 da. like that is so disrespectful to the other person uh, and what you've built to be like i don't care how much effort we put in an instant i'm mad done bye mm-hmm. and he kind of used that as a way to be like heck if you're going to treat me like this, I'm going to lock you out of this place. And heck, it's my, what do you call mm-hmm. it? I lock my property at night. I secure it's my, my property. property. Honey. Lord have Honey. Oh. And then, like, when we find out that it was Johnny. Oh, like, it's not even. It's not even, like, an ex or something. It's the person you guys are hanging out with, like, five seconds ago. Like, okay. He tried. Like, how's that so that big of a deal? Hard. He tried so hard to craft this narrative that like suggesting that Rachel's cheating on him and that she was gone one night and then she called me by another man's name and you Mm -hmm. do the tiniest bit of digging Mm -hmm. and everybody's like Jose stop (laughs) 
Like literally yeah. stop. You are you are wrong. Like everybody immediately called him out on it. And you could see him like embarrassed as he got caught and like trying to craft that narrative when he was with the guys and they were golfing. Like he kind of like crumpled a little bit and was just like, Oh, I'm not gonna get away with this, am I? And they just kind of like <laughs> were all giving him a hard time, but you can't act like that yeah. was like Really, all that made him upset is that she referred to him by Johnny's name by accident. It wasn't, like you're saying, in an intimate setting. This wasn't an ex's right. name. This wasn't anything else. And that was so bruising to his ego yeah. that all of the subsequent stuff happened. So, like, Jose, how fragile is your ego? Sweetie, like, this is our problem. Yeah. Like, that's what we need to be talking yeah. about. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really fighting the urge to shit on him because <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad look. Yeah. The point that, you know, like how to argue with your partner and things like that, the way it reminds me a lot of like how people say with somebody you don't know very well, like pay attention to how they like treat the waiter at the restaurant you're at or the whoever's, mm-hmm. you know, parking their car or whatever, like that kind of a thing to get a read on mm-hmm. who they are as a person. It's like... How do they treat the people who, like, socially are, in quotes, like, below them? And it's like, I don't know, that that feels similar. Because it's like, how do people treat you when they are really, really upset? <laughs> and I think that is more telling of, um, like, what type of person that they are than them just on a normal day when things are going great and they're happy. Because, like, if you're going to be married to this person, there are going to be some really hard times that you guys come across. And those are going to be out of your control. It's just how life is. And so right. when those things are hard, are they going to turn and blame you? And are they going to be mean <laughs> on top of, like, going through this hard time? Or are they going right. to be able to, like, have a level of, um, like, a baseline level of communication, even when they're very upset, that still communicates that they're like on the same team as you and so maybe that's just another way of like reading into people but i've also heard of people who their kind of communication style when they're upset is very much that like slinging insults and you know like name calling and stuff and if both people are kind of used to that then there's sort of this understanding somehow that like we don't mean the things that we say when we're upset and like that can work but i mean in my experience that wouldn't work with me but it's possible that other people have different approaches with that and are used to different levels and, and interpret that slightly differently. So I don't know, maybe this yeah. isn't a universal thing. Yeah. I, I think this kind of goes back a little bit to the point with Gil and Mirla, Mirla of like, if you are that type of personality, I think there's only one way for you to be in a successful relationship. Like you have to have a person who, like you said, is able to forget all the things you said out of anger and consider that as, oh, he didn't mean it. Oh, she didn't mean it. But I think most people, nine times out of 10, whatever you say, they're going to remember that. And I just, it feels like, um, like my mom, all, one of her sayings that she uses all the time is like, um, choosing your battles. And I just, he, he just, it feels like he has the, the inability to do that. Like just everything is a battle. Everything has to be like one. And like, what did you gain from that entire argument? You locking her out and 
and swearing at her, what did you gain? Like I, that, that's where it, it feels like a maturity thing because now you're just fighting to fight and you're not thinking about the ramifications of that. Um, and then the one last thing I want to say on this is I personally, I feel like you want to be in a relationship with a person where you're worried, like you don't want to mess it up. Like you think you have such a good thing that you don't want to mess it up and you swearing at them and locking them out. Like for him to feel comp like comfortable enough to do that, I think is a problem and not, not on her. Actually, I think she did amazingly well. And I am amazed at how like she's handling this entire situation. Um, but on him, like if you don't think that you have a prize that is worth watching your tongue, like he would never talk that way to his manager because he knows they'd fire his ass. Like, so because you care about the money they're paying you, you're not willing to talk to them that way. You should, I think, feel that way about your relationship where you can still get your point across, but without doing it in a way that you're trying to burn down the whole fucking thing. And it just feels like he's doing yeah. that. So it's just, it's so disappointing. And that's so, so a really good point because I feel like that's a topic that you see a lot in relationships, like people getting comfortable and feeling like this is now taken for granted a little bit. Like, oh, we already decided to be in this for life. Doesn't matter. It's fine. We're good. I mean, anything that happens, we're going to make it work. So it's less accountability and more about I can do whatever I want now. So I don't have to worry as much. Whereas, you know, with work, for example, no, we can still fire you tomorrow. We don't really care about you that much, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very at will state. You mess up, we get fired. If you don't like us, you can quit. Like, yeah. But I, I know some people prefer the whole, like, it's a very Catholic thing. Like, yo, we're married. It is what it is now. This isn't going anywhere. And, and I, I empathize and I agree with that, but I, part of me is like, no, you still got to treat this like you're dealing with a person who's deciding to be in this relationship every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I get there's comfort in thinking, oh, this person can't go because we're, we have this piece of paper, but divorces happen. Like you just, you gotta be on your P's and Q's, you know, it just, it feels like he wasn't mm -hmm. in this situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Um, yeah unfortunate. exactly it is unfortunate i mean i would hope that so that apology i want to i want to get your thoughts on that because she was adamant about it hey i need an apology i feel like i haven't gotten the genuine apology that i deserve and she even told him verbatim what's it gonna sound like it sounds like you're really yeah. sorry for what you did because you feel bad and you shouldn't have done it and you won't do it again I feel like she spoon fed him the words and he was still like, I don't get it. I, I don't know what you want me to say. What do you mean? I, I've been apologetic. I have already tried to show you that. I, it's just like, mm -hmm. no, you're trying to convince her that she should be okay with it and just let it go versus you feeling sorry and trying to show that you don't you didn't, like you shouldn't have done that and you're going to learn from it in the future. And then what did he say? I don't even know the words that he said, but he gave a little bit of a of an i'm sorry it won't happen again and she was like thank you i feel like that was a genuine apology what do you think yeah what? i feel like he 
with, with how much he was digging his heels in for so long, I was not expecting him to actually come around and give a half decent apology. I thought this would be Same. like, he just seemed like he wasn't going to budge on it and she was going to have to like actually walk away for real. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think it does show something that he was, he kept bringing it up of ways that like he needs to change things he knows about himself that are, he thought he was good at, but he apparently isn't about listening, about communication, about that kind of a thing. I think like her whole point when they were at that picnic table talking, she was saying how my concern now is like, is this my actual, like my husband's actual personality? Like, is this the person that I'm marrying? Because she's kind of like, this is new information compared to the quote unquote Jose that she knew for the three weeks and wants to go back to that Mm -hmm. time. (laughs) So side note, it's so silly to me that people romanticize that. It's like you literally, that's your, (laughs) you're, you're dealing with the least amount of information at the beginning. (laughs) So to be like, oh, that was like the good times and you were a good person then. And now the whiteboard, you know, (laughs) the whiteboard, like now you're Uh switching it up on me. And it's like, no, you're just uncovering more of exactly. It's like, it's like moving into a house and being like, wow, this first level is gorgeous. And then you finally find the keys to the basement. And it's like, full of sludge and you're just like ah oh, this house was perfect two weeks ago and now it's like terrible because we found all this nasty stuff in the basement it's like that's been there all along you just didn't find it yet you didn't have the mm-hmm. whole picture and now you do anyways tangent aside or, I just or like good i feel like you don't even have to use an analogy it's it's perfect like oh you weren't like you were on our first date because it was our first yeah. fucking date like i had <laughs> that makeup makes on sense. and like Obviously. i was like <laughs> And heels, like, I'm not going to look like this every day. Like, Jesus. Like, it's just like, it's it's so weird that they romanticize I know, that. I know. That that being said, she's like boundary setting, right? Like, yeah. she's like, like hey. Like a boss. Like, she exactly. Is. So, like, if you're going to continue to be in this, this these are the, the parameters. Like, it's deal with it or get the step in, Jose. And I, I respect that because... You do want to give him or her a second chance. Like, it is possible that they that they don't do that every day and they just reacted that way. So I appreciate that she's trying. I don't know if I would have it in me, but that's not the right thing. Like, you should, right? In theory, like, hear him out and see if he could change. Depends on if that's a negotiable boundary for you, I think. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. we're like... Uh, it sounds like that was for her that she was very clear that like if I am not willing to move forward until I get a sincere apology when she got the apology she followed through and said and continued to open back up and like they seem to be all right now I think like maybe an example of a non-negotiable boundary that he could have done if he would have like thrown something at her that made a, maybe would have been like, okay, like no matter what, I'm not willing to like see if this will happen again. We're done, you know? Mm-hmm. But like just the, yeah. what transpired, it sounds like she was willing to try again. Like, I don't know if I would either <laughs> if someone spoke to me like that. It's hard to forget that. It really is. Right. You know? Because I would definitely think that's him. I would definitely think that this is now just something he's held back and 
mm-hmm. tried to act differently, but hey, I just saw the real Jose and mm-hmm. that's even though he could work on it, nothing drastic is going to happen overnight, right? So you're talking another argument, yeah. two arguments, multiple arguments before he like gets it and really quote unquote changes to have a little bit better argument style and hey maybe yeah for her she can handle that she can go through that time and as long as she feels like she's getting that genuine apology that she deserves and there's making progress and there's like her boundaries that she has stuff for herself maybe she can be okay with that but that Mm -hmm. would be hard to just forgive and forget like oh yeah he yelled at me locked me out told me to f off made a meal for himself and ad- and acted smug move on mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is i wish we had someone else because i think we're all kind of similar in that but like i i have people in my family who are very much on the opposite like they're very passionate and i have been cussed out by them multiple times and they'll call me back and be like i'm so sorry i didn't mean it and like I have a hard time handling that, but I, I wonder if we had someone of that disposition on to like give their, you know, if we had like a Beth and Jamie, like <laughs> Maybe it seems listeners. like that's the, that's their vibe, you know, yeah, and it, yeah. And it works for them. So I, yeah, I just I really wish I had the other side of mm-hmm. that because every time I, I've seen it personally, I'm like, I hate that I feel this way, but I kind of look down at the person. I I, I kind of. Like, it makes me think, oh, you're so unable to control yourself that you're just, you're showing your ass right now. Like, this looks bad. That's kind of how Zach puts it. childish. Like, this is your personality trait. This is your character, and you're unable to change it. That's kind of how Zach views it. Yeah. I'd love to hear from listeners if they have, like, this experience to say, you know what? Yeah. Either I'm like this or my partner's like this, and we get through it Mm -hmm. this way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let us know, please. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Do we want to talk about, or actually, last thing with Jose and Rachel, they the the topic of like falling in love quickly kind of came out of this, and a thing that I found interesting about the way that Rachel was talking about their dis well, their argument was she was at the break room with the other girls and she was like, I am not in love with him right now. And then like, after they make up, she's like, I'm back in love. (laughs) And that, that was so interesting to me that like one it's, it's, I mean, I think we all have different feelings about like how quickly people truly are falling in love. And if that's possible in the timeline that they're whatever, but like the idea of falling in and out of love in a matter of days, do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that's real? Do you think that's possible? <laughs> like how, how can that happen? <laughs> mm. Well, what do you think? <laughs> I, gotta um, think about this. I think that when something drastic happens, like being locked out, that's, a true test of how much you actually love that person to begin with. Because when things were happy go lucky, clearly after the um meal that they hosted, the barbecue that they hosted at his house, that's a very high moment of their relationship. Things are going golden right there. It's easier to say I love you in that moment because you just saw all of his best qualities come out. And you're riding a, a high right now with the relationship. And then when things go south drastically 
I think it's a true test of, oh, wait, what was what was the feeling really? And what am I actually feeling for this person? And it can be a reflection of, oh, I actually really do love this person. You know what? Because I I understand I'm, I'm trying to continue to make it work. I don't want to leave. That kind of like moment of pause can be like, oh, wait, I actually really do love this person because I don't want to peace out right now. Mm-hmm. This being their first major argument. This is I'm not talking about like an emotionally an emotionally abusive relationship over years. That's very different. But like this being the first major mm-hmm. argument, it could really show how she actually felt originally. And then her to say she is back in love with him. I was like, ah, I don't know, girl, maybe think about it more as you really like him right now. or You really don't like his behavior right now. Not necessarily you are in love with him back and forth over these few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think it. I, I just I very much agree. I I think it really just falls into your definition of love. Um, if I'm being honest, if I was on this show, I don't think I'd ever get to the point of saying it by the end of the like two months. They're in. like what a month in. Yeah, two months in at this. No, they're, a month in. Yeah, I thought you month. meant the whole show. The two months of the whole show. Oh, oh, so uh, maybe whole show different, but at the period where they said it, it just, I don't know. I, I think, in my opinion, love, it takes you being around that person for a very long time and being comfortable around them for you to get to that point. Um, so when people say that early, I view that as like, I want it like, it's a way of putting a sticker that you really you're all in on this and then you use the word love and you know that i think they're they're both correct saying like i'm all in i love this person is right and accurate but then also like it's like seeing those couples that've been together for like 40 years 50 years and like you can see like they've been around each other so much that when they're like telling stories he will remember one part of the story. She will remember the other part of the story. So then they don't even have to like tell the full story. They'll be like, (laughs) they'll give the story to one point and then like she'll take over and then give the other part of the story. Like there's a level of just familiar. Oh my Lord. All the words are killing me, but a level of like being around that person that you just know, like their quirks, you know, their tendencies, like you're just around them a lot. (laughs) And I think that is like, in my opinion, that's more love, but that takes years to get to that point where when we said like, like Ashley and I, like when we said, I love you, I feel like I very much meant it, but I think I meant it as like, I'm going to like go all in where I feel like when I say that now, it's more like, okay, I, I'm like very, I feel like I know you very, very, very well. And like, I know the jokes you're probably going to make like halfway okay. through the sentence. <laughs> and like, I know, and so I know you cute. do the same for me. So like, that's a very different type <laughs> of experience. Yeah. So I just, we don't have the language yet to be like, I feel like we should have like another word for like, I'm all in and then have another word for like love. And I know different cultures have that. Like some cultures have the type of love that happens after 
decades of being together and then the type of love that happened in the beginning. So um, I think she was right. Like, I think she just meant I'm all in. Mm -hmm. And and that's why she's able to pick it up and throw it down (laughs) so quickly. Because she was willing Um, to walk away if he didn't, like, respect her her boundary and her request in order to continue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Maybe it just wasn't quite the right word. It's just to me saying I love you to someone is so serious that it wouldn't to me it doesn't make sense that it would be possible to be like, well, my love has stopped now and then it starts up again later once we're on better terms, you know? It's like if Agu and I get in a, a disagreement and we're a little like upset by it for a day or whatever, like I don't think of it as like, well, I'm now out of love with him. And until we resolve this, I'm back in love. You know, it's like, I still love him, but I'm frustrated with whatever we're dealing with. And it's like, this is just this really annoying thing we now have to get through and we will. And like, my love is the undercurrent of that. That's like not going to really be changed, you know? But I mean, I haven't locked you out the house. Yet, no, though, so we don't <laughs> have know. We haven't tested this. <laughs> another great, another great quote from uh, the winner of the season. God, never, I've never accidentally locked a deadbolt. <laughs> yeah, how do gold. you? Oops. Like, what the heck? I just, I mean, you guys have been referring to Reddit quite a bit, and I feel like I saw this on there too. Um, when I was looking up stuff on the episodes that, you know, people talking about this idea of love and what it, it feels like. And there was one person, I it was a while ago, so I won't be able to pull up their handle, but they're saying how they've been married for several decades and that their concept of love has changed throughout that time. And so when they talk with their partner about like how they loved each other in the beginning of their relationship, they feel like that was genuinely love, but it was sort of like just walking just inside the door of what love is. And then after all this time of being together and going through different life challenges and triumphs and all sorts of things, at the point they are now, it's just like this whole other level that they didn't really understand they could get to. Where that like they even said a phrase like, I would one hundred percent like take a bullet for my partner, like without question. And like I think it's just there's just like everything, there's a a gradation to it. It's never like in love, out of love. It's just like there's a growth that happens and it's a journey. the entry to that yeah. I think is just really hard to describe because it's so it's just that real light misty gray. And as we go like further and further, like it gets a little darker and darker and like that's the intensity that it, it gets to these other mm-hmm. levels with. And I don't know. I think it's just it's almost like a language thing of like how do we talk about that? Because it's like we're, we're all describing these really ambiguous sort of feelings that come and go, and we all think of them in different ways. So it's really interesting mm-hmm. to hear how people describe that. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we just need we need well, we need new words, new vocabulary. <laughs> Scholars of the world, please help us out. <laughs> well, like, I, not to sound too happy, but I think the in-between there is what, like, art and music is for. <laughs> like, mm. those those are the ways that we communicate some of those feelings in ways that aren't as literal as, like, putting a label of a word on it. Yeah. And 
And that can be a way that sometimes you can tap into that. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, we should talk about Johnny and Bao. They had um, kind of an eventful <laughs> end, I think, <laughs> to the episode where they have this whole dinner with all the couples and Bao is sitting there talking about how they ask her first, like how she thinks everything's going. And she's going on about how she's been doing all of this cooking and she's been you know, trying to really show all of her care and that she apparently is expected to sort of romance her husband, which is not something that she's done before. And meanwhile, Johnny is sitting next to her and he is tearing up all these rose petals. This poor rose (laughs) is not even destined for potpourri at this point. Like it is just in crumbles and he is furious, but he doesn't want to share his feelings at the table. He wants to be able to talk to Bao at first. He goes outside. Jose goes out and talks to him. There's an awkward moment where, like, Bao then comes out and is looking for the Uber while they're talking, which was, like, my favorite because that's just (laughs) such a, that's, like, such a relatable thing where you're, like, just the last person you want to see comes out. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So, I I guess, uh, how how do you feel about Johnny and Bao? Uh, Before going into that, I'd also like to use uh, a Ryan quote. Uh, You're... You're all right, man. It's okay. Those flowers aren't all right. <laughs> yes. I love him so much. Those flowers aren't all right. No. <sighs> but you're going to be all right. Yeah, I... He had, like, the little vein, too, at the side of yeah, his head. Yeah, he was big mad. Vein. He was big he was, mad. He yeah. was. Oh, I don't know. They... I feel like they're in two separate places right now in their relationship. I don't even feel like there's a connection between them. And... I don't know if Johnny's just confused about what he wants in a relationship at this point, because he's taken a lot of this time to reflect, like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I was too nitpicky, or maybe I was looking for this ideal. I feel like he's been one of the people this season to really be self-reflective, to let this be, like, an opportunity to be like, oh, I maybe had this all wrong. Um, which I think is good for him, but it sucks that she has to be the other end of it. Um, and I wonder if Bonnie... or. <laughs> Wow, I am just giving Bonnie. all these couples <laughs> names oh, out. I said Rose name. before we even started. Like Bonnie, now right, just every couple now has their own name. <laughs> Rose is a good is a good couple's name though. Rose. So I wonder okay. if Johnny is just lost right now in terms of he thought this is something he already decided on. He thought Bao was not necessarily what he was most attracted to because of her giddiness. He thought that. There were a lot of things going for her, but maybe not the person she, um, he wanted to be with. And now he's starting to reevaluate some of that to be like, maybe I was too harsh. But then he's now turning back around to say, oh, wait, I think some of that was actually right the first time because I feel like I'm being manipulated by her and I feel like I'm mm. being dragged in her narrative of making her look nice. So he's just a little in his head about what's actually going on and starting to boil over especially in that conversation with jose it was like boiling over of what the heck is going on here this does not feel right this is not what i envisioned it's not what i wanted put apart you know his idealistic view of marriage but just Mm -hmm. a little bit of all over the place right now and i just feel like they're on two separate pages Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That's a really good way of saying it, because <laughs> it does seem like he's like yeah. incredibly in his head about everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I kind of wish he was a little bit more just able to accept the fact that we're all flawed, right? Like it just, it feels like anytime she shows any flaw, he goes through this tailspin of like, what does that mean? And blah, blah, blah. And like, but he himself knows that he's flawed. Like, like I'm sure he understands this, that we're all flawed, but for whatever reason, anytime you get a glimpse of that, it's just problems for him. Like, yeah, it sounds like she was exaggerating her statement about like making gourmet meals. Like, you know, she's probably just like throwing, pulling stuff from the freezer and putting it in the oven. Like that's, that counts. That's, but that's not like, I don't know if that's gourmet. <laughs> it's like, I pulled out a frozen pizza. I'm not like <laughs> baking pizzas for you every night. Like there's, there's a very different. I put gotta, food on the table. Maybe not. <laughs> say that. Yeah. Say, say that, you know, like I provide mm-hmm. <laughs> something. <laughs> Um, Can I say real quick what we, the nickname I give you uh-oh. whenever you're cooking? Uh-oh. We call you uh, Chef Yaboyardi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chef. A very good cook. It's all in good fun. I have like I definitely have my moments where I like hit it out the park, and then other times I'm just you're a very like, good cook. I'm not here to. I'm not complaining. I could have gone a little less with the seasoning, but yeah. Um, yeah, like just his anger in that scene, like that feels like the type of anger when someone is like lying about you and you're just like, this bitch is lying. <laughs> How dare she? Um, do you think there's something there though? Do you think like, she- oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I guess you didn't get to give your opinion on this first, Ashley. I was going to change the topic. Go ahead. What do you think? Go ahead. You're fine. <laughs> I was just guess. do you think there's something there that like she is? kind of ch- changing the narrative to be more liked because there's certain things she says where i appreciate it but it just it sounds like something you think a guys would want to hear like the like i want to have sex every day thing it kind of it feels like when i listen to like certain female rappers they say stuff that like it feels like your audience is guys, so you're saying things that you think the guy wants to hear. I mean, women want sex too. I, I hate to fully break that agree. To yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't doubt that. But to, I don't know. I, I don't doubt that. I agree. But it at times it feels like she's saying things that you want to hear, not necessarily stuff that, and. I'm not just using that sex saying, just in general, there's been a few different things where I'm like, I don't know if you actually feel that way. It just, it feels like maybe it's a delivery. Maybe it's unfair for me to think this, but I don't know. The, I, just, I have a hard time believing it. Yeah. The impression I'm kind of getting about is that like things will unfold in their relationship or just in whatever way. And the, it, it feels like she kind of looks at all the things that have happened and then she has to tell herself a story of what happened. Mm. And so that story doesn't necessarily always line up to the complete truth of what actually transpired. And so I think, and this is, this is a very, very human thing. Each and every one of us does this. We all have a story that we have about ourselves of, you know, what, 
kind of childhood we had and what kind of and the struggles we've had and our triumphs and how we've grown and all these different things. And that's fine. That's just how humans are. But I think it's showing up for Bao as her kind of needing to come like appear to everybody else as someone who is really putting in all of the effort that she possibly can, that she's like really um, putting herself out on the line and that she's not being like met halfway. And it's really interesting the way that she does it in front of the group, because it's like, she's so open and honest about everything. It's, it's, she's like remarkably comfortable with like throwing her partner kind of under the bus in front of everybody. And like, to me, that kind of demonstrates a lack of an instinct to see her and Johnny as a partnership and rather as two individuals who are going through an experiment and figuring out what they're doing. Like the, it's just the way that she speaks about their relationship to other people while he is right there is so uncomfortable to me. Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. clinical. It's, it is like, it, just, it is, it's a story. It, it's it's yeah, her it's like, reciting how I have been cooking gourmet meals, I have been baking, I have been doing all of this stuff, and it's like I yeah. I don't blame him for getting upset. That's really jarring to mm-hmm. feel like that's how she's presenting your relationship. Whatever is true of that or not, who knows? Like it it would be very easy for the producers to tell to make her seem like she's lying in that situation by omitting certain footage or whatever. I don't I don't know if that's true or not, right. but it seem fishy Mm -hmm. and so like Mm -hmm. it's uh, i don't know it was super awkward to watch super super awkward the one thing that stood out to me when she was saying that to the rest of the crowd was that (laughs) i called them crowd the rest of the group um (laughs) was that she was standing up straight and facing everybody else but johnny was directly behind her and most of the time when i am at an event with somebody it could be romantic or could not be but most time when i'm at an event with somebody and i'm giving some sort of narrative and it could be involving us or not i'm pretty inclusive of that person looking at them uh, periodically turning to them and feeling like i'm talking to them as well and Mm -hmm. the rest of the group but i got the impression from her that she's like don't insert yourself in this part of the conversation i'm going to talk to everybody else and you just sit there behind me and I'm not necessarily talking to you about this. I'm talking to everybody else about this. I don't know how I feel about that. It was just something I, I kind of picked up as interesting. Yeah. That's a that's a great way of, yeah, that's a good pickup because like, it's very different to be saying this, but then you're like looking at him and then like continuing to say it. Then like you're narrating this and he's like at the back and you're not like, I don't, did she even see that he was angry? I mean, I know there's a, a scene. That's a good There's point. a screenshot I so saw she, of like, she briefly noticed, but it felt like she was like basically done with her, her narration before she noticed he was, cause she wasn't looking yeah, at him. Basically. Like it just, it feels it's odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, exactly he's it. no saint. Like, yeah. That's he, a thing too. You know, like we've seen, him go through these weird spirals of like overthinking stuff many times this season. So I'm not uh, picking sides on this, even though I normally pick the guy's side, but this season you guys are making it hard for me. Thank you guys. Come on. Um, but just, yeah, just, it felt presenty and yeah, like very much like this icky. is the image I want you all to understand is true about us. 
And it's presented in such a formal way that it's just like, is this 100% what's going on? Uh, you know what? It felt like she's saying this to her future boyfriend. I think that's what I'm, I'm picking up here. Oh. Like, it feels like you're like, you kind of know this one isn't going to work, but you don't want to mess up future relationships. So you're like, just trying to make it clear that you weren't the issue in this situation. Interesting. And interesting. like, I've, I feel like we've seen that in this season, sorry, this show in the past where like, I think where my instinct goes to was who's that one person who was, they were very dramatic and they had like restraining orders against oh, each other. Um, um, Taylor and Brandon. Taylor and Brandon, where it felt like Taylor was constantly like, like when she went into the bathroom, like she was trying to make it seem like, no, I'm doing everything I can. It is this crazy blah, blah, blah guy. Where like, really, it came out that they just, they both kind of agreed that we're going to just hang in this to the end of the show. So they didn't really care about each other. It, like, it felt like you're trying to put a good front for your next relationship. And I'm getting a little bit of those vibes yeah. from that scene. So I think that's what I'm reacting to. Yeah. Um, and it honestly, to me, it also seems like their physical intimacy is a big source of frustration for both of them, where Bao yeah. really wants like more physical affection from him. And like, weirdly, he, well, he's talked about how he prefers the woman to kind of initiate more of the like physical affection because it's, I think it's just validating for him and that works it's a little easier for him, but she's not getting that from him so then she's not giving it to him but when she does try to give that to him she does it in her way that is genuinely her but comes off as too playful and to him childish which then shuts down all of his feelings around that yeah. so they're like really at a stalemate and i just think like honestly at the end of the day they're just like not sexually compatible because the way that she expresses herself is not a way that feels right to him and like that's fine but we're we're yeah. not at a place where they can have a conversation around that and so it, to me like it feels like he isn't really into her and her personality <laughs> but when mm. when he's able to like almost objectify her a little bit he can separate Bao as just a a woman in a woman's body from Bao in her personality and he's able to like kind of be with her in that way and be cool with it like the whole thing about the like apparently one time they cooked dinner together and she's putting the salmon in the oven and he's saying later how he was checking her out and she's like I didn't even know like that kind of a thing it was like okay she wasn't literally doing anything you were just like looking at her butt and stuff like and that was like a moment for him that apparently was like a big like, oh, wow, look at my, you know, hottie with a body wife over here putting salmon in the oven. But then the moments where she's making a gourmet meal, <laughs> her gourmet meal. But like in the moments where she's being truly vulnerable and being authentic and herself, like those are the moments he gets like very turned off. And so it's like, how are you ever? I don't I don't see how they could find a middle ground there if that's how he truly reacts to her like the essence that is bow <laughs> mm -hmm. you know that's and so it's like it. why are like that's not a good match then <laughs> yeah exactly especially when he's talking about this whole like build up during the day he just wants to be attracted to her throughout like 
her presence and what she's doing and how they're kind of interacting with each other. And he's not even getting that. He is getting turned off by things that she just does because she's bow. Right. Right. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. not anything she's doing wrong. That's what I'm trying to get at is it's like there's a lack of compatibility. So I don't really know if either one of them is necessarily at fault for anything around that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that we kind of always get to that, but it's true. Like I don't, no one's right or wrong in this. It's just if it meshes or not. Mm-hmm. Like, is your trauma meshing with their trauma <laughs> or yeah. something like that? Yeah. And, and it appears not to be with them. And like, it makes, it makes sense. Like a part of me feels like they paired them because the culture thing, which they both cared about mm-hmm. that makes sense. But just because you're the same culture as the person doesn't mean that you're going to work. No. Right. So like, it's just, it's understandable that they, they differ in that. I am, like, just concerned for Johnny. Like, yo, you're going to have a hard time finding someone to fit your perfect mold. Yeah. So try to do some self-work, if possible, on that. Um, Because it just, it feels like he's a great first date person, but then all the other steps is kind of lacking. Like, those muscles aren't really as strong. So it's like, I feel like he's great with small talk, like just great first date stuff. Mm -hmm. But then the like, the stuff that you're going to need, the muscles you're going to need, day 90 in the relationship, just we got to work on those a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so the whole meshing thing, I want to say real quick, it seems like it's a pretty common theme in the show, though, that regardless of how you think you mesh, you keep working at it. And yeah. I understand what the, you know, baseline of that is. Hey, don't run at the first sight of conflict or things that don't add up easily for you two. But on the other hand, we just finished talking about people that aren't necessarily compatible. And therefore, even if they try to work at it, they probably shouldn't. It may be too hard. It, you know, there's a balance to strike in the middle of that. And I think this show a lot of time chastises someone who doesn't want to try for the entire two months right and you end up seeing someone like johnny or even zach in this um sense say like hey fundamentally i don't think we work out we are two very different people that are better off not in a relationship because these are character traits that are just not going to work for us and a lot of the times right. the show is like, no, no, we put you together for a reason. Keep trying. Obviously, there's a reason the X works put together. I feel like that quote gets thrown around so many freaking times. Like, yep. obviously, there's a reason. There's a reason. And I'm like, mm, maybe the reason is coming to light that you shouldn't be together. Like, It's just like the reason might not be good. You mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. They might have been like, yo, you guys look cute yeah. together. That's it. Yeah. 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 I'm sure they do more research. Oh, for sure. That. But you know what I mean? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming they do more research. I'm not there. They're not showing us the <laughs> Show us the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> we want receipts. That's, that's my favorite. We want receipts. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of um, authenticity we miss sometimes from these couples because there's already check boxes are supposed to be going through. To get on the show, you want to, you have to be somebody who wants kids. To, Last on the show, you are someone who has to keep trying no matter what. Don't worry about 
things that you may initially find attractive or not attractive, you are going to keep working at it because marriage is work. It's just a lot of, and you know, have sex. There, there's a lot of check boxes that is maybe this shows formula for what a marriage is supposed to look like and therefore use this formula it's going to work and if you're not using this you know you're not a you're not a favorite it won't work yeah 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 i i have to say i'm very impressed by because i i think there's this narrative that i kind of believe too that like americans like you tell us something and it's like oh yeah or like like we're just very much will push against i mean the seatbelt came into law. There are people who like refused to wear a seatbelt for decades after that was a law. Wait, They're like, still, if I want to die in a car accident. Let me die in a car accident. You know, like we're that's the the narrative. Um, but seeing this show, it really does feel like a lot of us are just like looking for something to believe in or looking for because the idea of just believing these experts enough to make to have them make the most important decision that you're probably going to make in your entire life on your behalf is wild to me. Like, I know we joke around about whether we would be on the show or not. I barely trust my parents enough for them to make this decision. <laughs> How the hell am I going to trust two, like a, a pastor, a sex therapist and a sociologist? Like, really? Like, that's who I'm going to decide is going to have a terrible track record for to me? Boot who've got less than a 25% success rate at this point. I think they're like 18 or just not good. Like, but like you said, people really do believe them and they really do give it a try. And I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily bad. Like I'm a cynical person, so I don't like just being cynical isn't good. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think that's the right way. Um, but I do appreciate, I think, if you are going to be on this show, that's the right way to think about it. Is like someone like me being on this show, there's like a very little chance of it working. But if you're going to go on the show, be an Amelia, be a Woody Amani, like really give it a try. So I get why they say that. Um, but yeah, it it wouldn't be my instinct. Like the moment I saw the person walk down the aisle, I'm like, no. <laughs> That ain't the one. Swipe left. Ain't the one. <laughs> swipe left. Yeah. Swipe. You got another swipe bride lined up. <laughs> this, can we can we do a redo? I don't like that. It's just there was like no rhythm in that walk down. I just I can't do that. <laughs> Judging everything. Just... <laughs> you want to talk about rhythm? Ooh. Wow. She's not. Wrong. She's not wrong. No, got nothing. No rhythm here. All we'll the ups the and show. downs with these mm -hmm. couples. I mean, <laughs> is there any couple you're rooting for right now? I mean, I I don't know. It's hard to tell because there's been a little bit back and forth. I'm weirdly oh. kind of feel like Gil and Mirla have the best shot based on what we've seen so far. Like, they've been slow and steady, but they are actually making some progress. And they seem, just from their, like, body language, they seem to be liking each other right now. So... I mean, I guess I would say them. How about you, Go? Yeah, them and Brett and Ryan. Um, just because I, I feel like they're genuine people that I think if they if they tried, it could be something really good. So I'm rooting for them um, as well. 
How about you? Yeah, I would say those two, Mueller and Gil, Brett and Ryan. Um, I don't know how to feel about Rachel and Jose because I'm worried that because this apology he gave, she's all good now. She's back in love with him and yeah, we can make this work. We can keep on fighting and I don't know if I think they should stay together, but I kind of see a little bit of that in in them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess we'll see, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I hate the saying, but she could do better. She, she probably could. Yeah. 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 I like I like Rachel a lot. Seeing how she handled all of this stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're like kind of the best. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. She has a very yeah. strong like sense of self and her boundaries. She's just she's not budging. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. She's done the work. Well, thank you guys mm-hmm. for joining us. This has been our review of episodes 10 and 11, Married at First Sight season 13. Um, if you want, you can go follow us on Instagram at Cup of Three Podcast. I will be honest, I have not been super on it about posting about our episodes, so I will do better. I made some gifts from the episodes that we watched because there were some wonderful moments. So I will be sharing those. <laughs> But uh, chef kiss moments. Please reach out though. um, All the the different things that we brought up that we like your input on. Um, You can email us or you can just send us a message on Instagram or comment or whatever. We definitely want to hear what you guys think about those things because we're like a like you know circle group of three, so we're we're gonna have limited experiences to pull from. So we want to hear from you. A cup of three. You could say. You could say that. You could say that. Um, All right. Well, until then, we will catch you guys next time. See you later. See ya. Bye.